0: In Sex After, we are getting raw and honest about the most challenging aspects of sex, intimacy, and relationships after seismic change. This is Amy Marks. We're having intimate and unfiltered conversations with people who've been through life-altering experiences, and I'm finding out what sex and intimacy are like for them in the after. We're getting naked physically and getting naked emotionally. This is Sex After. I am so looking forward to talking with Erin Keating today. Erin is an award-winning television development and production executive. She's the founder of media and lifestyle brand Hotter Than Ever and host of the Hotter Than Ever podcast, which inspires women over 40 to break the unconscious rules that have shaped our lives and figure out how to be happier and hotter than ever. In this episode, we talk about reconnecting to our sexuality after divorce and how important it is to stay in touch with our own pleasure. We talk about learning how to communicate more directly with men, setting boundaries, expressing what you like and want, and how much power there is in that. How when your light is on, the world responds to you in a different way. I am so excited to get this conversation underway. So please welcome Erin Keating. You had a very big pivot in your life.
1: Yes, I certainly did. So I was, um, you know, I was on the having it all path, right? I had a big career. I had twins.
0: Oh, you have Um, twins.
1: I have twins. They're 12 now. Boy, girl. So I got it all at once. Perfect. Um, I think the universe gave me twins because they knew I'd be such a control freak about one kid. And (laughs) and with two, I just can't manage. I mean, you know, you can't control anything. So um, it's been good for me. Um, and I was in a long marriage, you know, the back half of which was pretty unhappy. And I was out in the world being this successful working mom power lady, um, and coming home and, you know, not having peace and joy and sex and pleasure and connectedness and happiness. I had a lot of conflict in my marriage and, um, I sort of had resigned myself. Like, this is just what I'm just going to stay married because I didn't want to be my parents. Um, Did your
0: parents split up when you were young?
1: My parents split when I was really little. And then I just watched them get together with and break up with people my whole life. Um, And I was just like, God, I I really would prefer to do this better than they do it than they did it. Right. Um, But um, you know, it isn't a contest. It turns out Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, at a certain point, um, well, it was a very specific point. I got COVID. I was vaccinated. I got COVID. I went to the hospital. Uh, so you
0: so got very. So you got really sick with COVID. I got
1: very sick. Um, I it ended up being COVID pneumonia. Oh my god! Um, and I had sort of tried to wait it out and see if I could just rest and get better, or um, you know, take care of it myself, which is sort of my mo in general in life. Right. Um, and uh, that was not possible. I went to the hospital. I was there uh, for about 48 hours. How long I... ago
0: is this, Erin? So this was, you know how
1: COVID, you just don't know what year anything yes, happened? Yes, yes. Um, I,
0: I still don't know what year it is, Erin. <laughs> yes, I think it's oh, 2023. I I—I um, think that this
1: was August. Wait, I'll tell you. It was August of 2021 because okay. the week after I got out of the hospital, I turned 50. And so was this sort of, collision of things right where I was in a hospital room it was a it was a room by myself yeah and honestly it felt like a spa to me I felt like I was at a retreat because no one could bother me Um, no one could ask me for anything and I got to just be in my own company alone for the first time in a really long time even though I was extremely sick, I had people coming and checking on me, taking care of me and getting me better. And, and then I got into some kind of conflict with my ex. Um, Spoiler alert, we got divorced. Um, uh, I got into some kind of conflict with my ex as he was coming to pick me up from the hospital. And I was like, I don't think that's right. Hmm. You know, I'm still like sick. I'm going to be recovering for a while. Like, Shouldn't this, isn't this the like in sickness and in health part of our wedding vows? Like, it just started to be clear to me that I had to, I was just having different thoughts right. about my life when I was faced with my mortality. And I imagine that um, you can relate to that. And I was just going
0: to say, I completely yeah. relate to that because when I was faced with breast cancer, I would say, it changed my whole life because it's going to sound ridiculous, but we sort of think, well, I'll be the one person who gets out of here alive. Like, 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 you know, death's going to happen to everybody else, but I'm really special and it's not going to happen to me.
1: We don't have those thoughts consciously, but I think until we're confronted with a challenge to our health and our well being and our mortality, like for me, I had never thought about my mortality. I, didn't I either. had never thought about it, even though I had a high risk pregnancy in that it was twins. They were healthy. They, I carried them to term. But, you know, everybody's like, oh, high risk. I was like, oh, OK. Like in my mind, I never really even put two and two together about that.
0: Right. How and old are your twins?
1: They are now 12. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I was 39 when they were born. Uh, I waited as long as I possibly could because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to establish myself in the world. And I had a lot of things to do. Um That to fulfill my own ambitions, and then once I had the kids, I was like, "Well, I'm not going to get off this train." Right. You know, I just I just sort of had hit my stride professionally. Um, Anyway, COVID really caused me to come home and think about things differently, and it really uncovered for me all the places where I was lying to myself about my life. Um, So, how soon
0: after that, Erin, did you? Talk to your husband about wanting to separate or divorce.
1: So he was very angry at me for letting myself get as sick as I got. And he blamed it on my workaholism.
0: Well, that and... wasn't your fault that
1: you got sick. No, I didn't think so. Yeah. Um, I didn't think so. But I think what he saw was his own vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And this like vision of like, oh, my God, what if she's dead? I have to be a single dad. I don't know if I can do this. Right. Um, but unfortunately, it came out. In a way that did not feel like love and support, and we had had a we had been having a lot of problems and conflict, and um, we had an honest talk about it, and we said, "Let's try couples counseling one more time." You know, let's try couples counseling one more time, and I found a really great therapist, and we did that all through the fall um, of 2021, and um, we bailed on it. It wasn't working. Um, we weren't making the progress we wanted to make. And, um, he moved out in March of, of, uh, 2022.
0: So your single hood mm-hmm. is new. It's a year and a half. Yeah. It's to me, that's, 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 how, how is that? I'm dying to talk to you about it. Like, how is Fucking that going?
1: being awesome. It's
0: really? Awesome. <laughs> God, inspire me it is it's awesome
1: yeah it's awesome I mean I had not I did not have sex for the last ten years of my marriage. Did and you say I, seven? 10. 10. ten. ten. Yeah. Um I mean maybe we tried once or twice but it it was just not there was all kinds of stuff that was broken in the marriage and you know largely it was it was trust that was broken yeah. in the marriage. And um
0: Aaron I, I, think, I think you're not alone in that I I, mm-hmm. I think there's many married people who don't have sex. Yes, I
1: think it's a myth that, you know, that that people have sex all the time in, in long marriages. I mean, we were together, once the divorce was final, we were together 17 years. Long time. I mean, that's a really long time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think we both came into the marriage to prove that we were normal in mm. some way. That we could do this normal thing that other people did. But I never really wanted to get married in the first place, but I loved that he wanted to marry me. Right. And so I get I, I understand
0: like, that I get that. Yeah. I get
1: that. It was not I never had a white dress fantasy. I literally never had a conversation with my parents about when you get married. Literally not one in my entire life. Because I think they felt like we don't know anything. Right. Um, what are we gonna tell you? I came into the marriage a sexual person. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always had a lot of desire, I've always had a lot of sexual energy, I love sex. It was always important to me as part of my selfhood, my identity, my I, feel the I same, to I feel be the same as a as woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, I love it. It's important to me. And it was lost to me. I couldn't even have an orgasm by myself. Like I had really just shut it all down from the neck down. I wow. had shut it all down.
0: So Erin, did you feel because of that, that you had lost part of yourself? A part of 100%, who you are? hundred percent.
1: A hundred percent. And so, and it was so important to me that one of the first things that I sort of decided I wanted out of, after he moved out was to reconnect with my sexuality mm-hmm. and to sort of have that part of my life back. Um, and so I started, I went on this app called Pure. I was just going to say,
0: so, okay, so how did you do that? Yeah.
1: So I went on this app called Pure. I went on that app store and I just downloaded all the dating apps. And I was like, I'm not ready to date anyone. I get to sleep with it. like I, well, I don't know what any of this is, but I did want to, you know, sort of go on a path of of reawakening. And so I very much did it all with. I didn't read a book. I didn't like. I just you I just be very like willfully independent. And um, I'm not the kind of person who like consults their friends before they makes dis- just make decisions. I my best friend she she will. Hold a panel, you know, on whatever the topic right, is, right? To get everybody's opinion, I don't ask any. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's better. Just do it. I just am very self determined, and so. Um, so which ones did you go on? Which one so first? first? My first one was this app called Pure. Okay, so
0: it, I thought I knew all the dating apps. Mm-hmm. I have to write this it's, down. I'd I wouldn't. Nev- no, okay. Wouldn't I'm not going to write it dating down. Dating
1: app. <laughs> Never mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Never mind.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't call it a dating app. Okay. Um, okay. It's a sexting app. Oh, Uh uh-huh. And so I just kind of went on there and I like, you know, I liked the anonymity of it. I didn't put a picture. I just sort of wrote like a little, they only let you do a really small blurb. And it was basically like, I'm newly out of a long marriage. I'm ready to be reawakened. Like who can help me?
0: Okay, that's to the point. That, that I mean
1: that's whoa. And yeah, I think a lot of men really liked that I'm challenge. Sure <laughs> um and so I had some flirty conversations with people, and then I started corresponding with this guy who turns out who I never met and whose name I never learned. And I basically said to him, I haven't had an orgasm. I'm very orgasmic, like as a person uh-huh. and my body. Like that's how I'm wired. So that's what I was used to before my marriage in the early, you know, the early years of my marriage. But I'm not able to have a fully expressed orgasm, and I haven't had sex in this period of time. And he was a dom, and so uh-huh. what that means is he really liked to tell me what to do. So yeah. he would give yeah. me assignments. And he would give, he told me like toys to buy.
0: I love and, that he gave you assignments. I love I that mean, he I mean, I'm you such homework.
1: a good girl that like, <laughs> I was like, thank you. I love am going to do my homework. <laughs> Honestly, he, he talked me through how to give myself orgasms again. Like with toys, like now do this, now put this pressure. Like he clearly knew women's bodies. and Wow. Yeah, and was very skillful.
0: And Aaron, and, do you have no idea what this man looks like?
1: None. That's so crazy. It's completely crazy. I mean, I was clearly out of my mind. I, was I know, just, but still, it was just out fabulous. of a long marriage. But it felt safe, and it felt hot, and it felt like, you know, my all of my sex sexplor- exploration, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, all of my sexual explorations after my marriage were for me. They were for me. They were about me connecting with me. I was not looking for a boyfriend. I was not looking to fall in love. I was looking to see, am I sexy? Mm. Am I can I can reconnect with this piece of myself? What do men think of my body? I date men. Um, yes. so I've been down other roads in college long yeah. ago. Um, they weren't for me. But so, you know, I'm I'm heterosexual and I knew so many women who came out of marriages and were like, yeah, it's just me and my kids and I'm going to focus on my career. And for me, that was just not what I, where I went first. You know, right. I really, um, so this guy, like I did the dirtiest things when he asked me to, he would step out of so his How meetings. often
0: did you like sexed with him? Like how often? Like
1: I wanted to be connected to him. Like, Every day, every other day, mm-hmm. and he did not ultimately have the time, because who knows was he married? I don't know. He right. said he wasn't. Right. was he in a relationship to live with someone like he told me information about himself, but I have no idea whether any of it was true It was true but I mean I do think he was a technology executive at some company high up really yeah, I mean that's what he said, and he would step out of meetings and he would say, "I have ten minutes." Wait, go, he would go wait, wait,
0: bed. wait, back that up, Aaron. This is he the would, hottest thing I've ever got hear this ever again. Happened to me. He, he would step out of a out of a technology meeting and say, "I have ten minutes."
1: Yes, he would say, <clears throat> "Okay, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna beg my way out of this meeting." <clears throat> I got the sense that he was the boss. He certainly was the boss with me. Yeah. Um, but he would be like, "I have ten minutes. Go in your bedroom," and then he would talk me through an orgasm.
0: So would you ever give him orgasms or he would?
1: No. None of it. No. It was all focused on me.
0: Well, that sounds very fabulous. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. And so once that
1: happened and I found my way back to my body Mm. through that relationship, whatever it was, I was so titillated all the time. I was like constantly checking my phone. I was... I was like so excited, so alive. I love hearing, I Erin, mean,
0: I love hearing that because I haven't dated for a while really since COVID. Yeah. And I want, because I'm also a really sexual person, mm-hmm. that's such a big part of me yes. that I really want that feeling back for me. Yes, for, for me. you,
1: for yes. you to make yeah. you whole. I yes. mean, this is part of what and we're we're built with all these pleasure sensors built into our bodies um and certainly women have you know the joy button of all joy buttons it's Mm. like you know it's there for us and and if we don't use it that's our loss
0: right because it's part of who we are i think our sexuality is such a huge part of our i think we're sexual people i think
1: everyone is sexual And however you interpret that, whether that's about sensuality and experiencing life through your senses, or whether it's about, you know, how you like to fuck, right, it's, there's a huge range of human sexuality. And I think you do yourself a disservice, just like you do yourself a disservice, neglecting your mental health or neglecting your, you know, diet and exercise or neglecting your friendships or neglecting the things that make you feel interconnected um you know but I
0: don't know about you but I always feel that for me touch deeply makes me feel connected
1: absolutely and I asked for touch in my marriage um and I would I would always there was some sort of mystery about how to approach me for sex Hmm. and I would be like come up behind me when I'm washing dishes and put your hands on that's sexy you know put your hands on my waist touch my ass like like you know, show me, you see me as a physical being.
0: Erin, did you have a good sex life before you got married with your husband? Yeah. You did?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't always easy, but um yeah, we had great sexual experiences together for the first couple of years. Right. Which I think is common, right, for marriages. Um, And sort of in my, like, wish list for my future, I want sex to be a, a big priority yeah. in my marriage, in my, my, I don't think I'm ever going to get married again, but in my relationship, and I have mm-hmm. a relationship now.
0: Oh, you do? Um,
1: yes. Oh, Which I have, so, oh so my I'll God. get you to okay. that. I'll so get wait, you to that.
0: So I have to go from, so you're on Pure. I no, think it's hilarious that the, app is, that the app is called Pure because it's anything but Pure. It's ironic, yeah. yeah. It's adorable. I mean, still, it has
1: cute graphics. It's very funky. and like, I'm
0: still going to look it up. You should, and I developed
1: friendships with people you know who I would sext with who I never met but who mm-hmm. like I was just really determined to be as honest, direct and clear in all of my communications with men um in this time period and so But Aaron,
0: I think that's so important that you said to be honest. Yes. Because I think where where problems lie is when people are not honest. Yeah. I mean, and at a certain
1: point I was seeing and sleeping with like five different guys and they all knew.
0: And my mind is just blown by that one. And how was that for you? Was it great?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, because once the genie was out of the bottle, I was like, holy shit. Like, yes, I'm attractive to these guys. Many of them are younger.
0: I love that. Um, Okay. I love like how much younger? some, well,
1: I think the youngest di- guy that I hooked up with was like 32. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was too young. Right. So I'm 52 now. I was like, you know what? I don't really want to be with someone who could be my kid. Yeah. Like yeah. that. I mean, I know women who like that's, who are my age, that that's their thing. You know, right. they love younger men. Um My boyfriend is 42. So he's well, that's 10 nice. years younger. That's a nice me. difference. But that's actually perfect. Yeah. I found that like the sweet spot. You know, I definitely dated and and slept with a bunch of guys my age, Mm -hmm. um, which I liked because they were in a similar boat in that, like a lot of them were getting were divorced and trying to figure out their own needs sexually, their own needs in terms of their next Mm -hmm. person in their life. And I think we don't give enough space to men for their own Journey sexually, their own explorations, their own expectations and disappointments, and you know, I mean, yeah, I, I had many guys say to me like, you know, my marriage was sexless, and I'm not going to do that again, um and that if I felt like I deprived myself of something really important to me, and I related to that. I so went, you went from, from pure, pure,
0: and then to, where'd you go after? Where'd you graduate to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I had a
1: profile on a lot of apps. The first guy that I slept with after my marriage, I met on Tinder. Um, he was my age, mm-hmm. but seemed real like young and had a really interesting story, interesting career. Um, he was in the world of recovery. Okay. Um, and I had been in OA, Overeaters Anonymous for a long time. And so we could talk recovery together. Right. And he was just a dirty boy, which is what I like. So um you know he was super direct and super flirty and
0: um and I was did you sleep with them on the first date
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah because I wasn't really dating Mm -hmm. like just to be clear like I I mean there were some people that I, I would go I I have kids I have to pay a babysitter right like I I was not looking for a full-blown relationship yeah. I just really wanted to connect to my sexuality and so
0: and were you, you clear know, about that Erin like did people like like in your profile or did people realize that when they met you
1: I think it came out of conversations and how willing I was to sort of just go right there mm-hmm. um but I wasn't also corresponding with people who weren't vibing that way you know what right. I mean right like some people were unexpected like some people i thought it was just going to be a regular date and <laughs> it ended up being something else um but um but yeah i mean I, that was where my head was i was like mm-hmm. i can't be in a relationship i can't like have emotional intent. i'm like i'm still disentangling from this long messy thing i just wanted to feel good right you know and i wanted to feel attractive and i wanted to see like okay, I've been off the market for this long.
0: Erin, I have a question up to you about feeling attractive because as women over 50, Mm -hmm. right, do you think the feeling attractive was part of you getting older? Like did you ever at like 25 say I still want to feel attractive or do you think like age was part of it?
1: Oh, I think it was age. I think it was um, being so incredibly identified with myself professionally. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, where that was where I was getting my worth and my value and it didn't have to do I couldn't tell when people were flirting with me my ex would say did you notice he was flirting with you and I would say no no I had no idea like I really was my radar was off I describe it as like when there's a taxi cab going down the street and the light is off the light is off Right. it's not available you can't you know you can't even approach that so when your light is on and everyone can see that your light is on, then the world responds to you in a very different way.
0: Apps absolutely. It's energy. I mean, it goes to like your woo-woo pup, you know, the no the woo-woo pup. But I believe that you pick up on energy. One thousand. Yes,
1: totally. And I, you know, I was cultivating my own receptivity, my own availability, my own my own sensors of like what am I what what attracts me? Why do I, what is interesting about this person versus right. another person? And I used my time in that first year to learn to communicate more directly with men, to set boundaries, to say, you know what, I liked it when we did this, but I didn't like it when we did this. And you didn't call me or text me for three days after we had sex. Like that made me feel bad. Do you know that?
0: I love that you express that because you know how many times I've thought that and never said it because that, that hurts. Yeah, it
1: hurts. And there, there were just various opportunities. So with the first guy that I slept with, we were supposed to get, we got together twice and then we were supposed to get together another time and he bailed on me to go watch a basketball game.
0: And I was like, no, I just
1: wrote to him and I was like, yeah, that's completely uncool. Like I had made plans to be with you and you just like overslept and decided you want to watch basketball. I'm not a teenager. Yeah. Like I have a big complicated life that I'm bending to accommodate this, whatever we're doing. So I think we're good. Like, thanks so much. Love that. I think we're good. This has been good. You know, best of luck with everything. Hope our paths will cross again down the line.
0: I love that. When I was young, I wish I could have done that. Oh, fuck. I couldn't do
1: any of that. How many times? I
0: Why?
1: Why? You know why, Amy, when I was young, I needed, I wanted to find a mate. Okay. I needed to find someone who was, I mean, the burden of expectation on my early dating life, especially when I knew I wanted to have babies and time was ticking. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I couldn't afford to be that direct. I didn't think because then I would jeopardize whatever the thing, the opportunity was like, you're really put, it's a lot of pressure when you're that age where you're like, okay, I got to find a, I got to find an appropriate spouse. We got to, We're probably married. And uh, then I need to have kids in a certain amount of time. And we're going to have to build a life together. And we're going to have to have equal ideas about family and income and career and how we raise children. Like that is, oh my God. I no Wonder marriages don't last. It's
0: you know, so what's amazing. Aaron? Hard. I never had that. No. I never, I didn't think about getting married till I was like 45. Mm-hmm. I never, it was like, and people are like, don't you want to have kids? And I was like, if I find the person I want to be with, then I, you know, I missed right. that boat, but, but right. cause I ne- I haven't yet found yeah. that person. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I wanted all the things. I wanted all the things. And, um, more than anything, I wanted kids. Um, I knew that I wanted that to be a part of my life. Um, I I cried when I found out I was having twins. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's been the greatest blessing of my life. But it was terrifying because I was like, how am I going to do one? But my my ex was a great partner for me in the first, you know, three or four years of my kids' lives because we were just in the weeds together.
0: I think, you know, just because a relationship, and I'm curious to hear what you think about this, just because a relationship doesn't make it till the end, doesn't mean that it wasn't worthwhile and valuable. Yeah. And Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wish that there had been less conflict. Um, I wish we had come, been able to be on the same team more. Um, but just like given our upbringings and our wiring and whatever, it just wasn't, you know, after a time there was too much, uh, too much to repair that we, that I couldn't repair. Right. Um, and, but I, yes, I don't think it was a failure because I have these beautiful children right. and I had this experience. And what my boyfriend and I now today say to each other is we know really clearly what we don't want. We know. So you really have to know what
0: you about. don't want to know what you do want.
1: Yes. Right? Yes. So um, how
0: did you, all right, so I'm going, so there was Pure. It's yep, like I'm doing an then app. Tinder, in,
1: yeah, then Tinder, then Tinge, And um, I also found this app called Field, F-E-E-L-D, which is a little bit more direct, a little bit more, the people are a little bit more artistic. Oh, I never it's heard that a little of that bit one. more like, um, there's a lot of ethical non-monogamy and like um, people looking for threesomes and like, people looking to open their marriages and um, and then just people being like, yeah, you know, this is what I'm into or this is my kink or this is my whatever, or I'm looking for someone to explore stuff with. Um, It just felt way more like me. Mm. Um, Like I didn't want to have to pretend anything. Right. Because I have been pretending in my marriage for so long. So anything that felt like so direct and honest I was like, okay, great. I'm just gonna put it out there. This is who I am. Like, I'm not a trashy human being. I'm a sophisticated woman. Um, I just happened to be in this period of exploration. I really love sex and like, let's see who I connect with on there. I, I love connected- that you
0: embrace that. You, you yeah. took your power in that. And yeah, because why not? Right. Because I'm
1: not looking for someone to live a life with. Yeah. Like all that burden of expectations lifted after the divorce. I was like, what well, have all the grown-up things? I have mm-hmm. a career, I have a house, I have kids. Like I got I got resources, like, you know. So I was like actually what I would like is to find someone who, you know, where our chemistry is amazing. And then ultimately what I have found is someone who is so fun to hang out with.
0: Now, how did you find him?
1: I mean, God put him in my path, honestly. What did you just say? I I said God put him in my path. Oh, I love that. I did not go looking for him. So I was sleeping with all these guys. It was very fun. I was like a part-time job. Um, You know what's
0: so funny you said (laughs) that? Because a girlfriend of mine uh, recently met someone on Hinge. She's madly in love. She's in her 60s. And I was like, how did you do it? And she said, I treated it like a job. I was like, a job? She said, yes. I did. Well,
1: you got to work hard to get what you want in life. For me, I was not—I did not have a destination in mind. I just was like, maybe this is who I am now. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I'm someone who has lovers, and I not a bad thing. That sounds sexy to me. Sounds great. I also, you know, it was—I was lit up in the world. Like you, people could see it in me. They were like, "What are you? What's going on (laughs) with you?" I'm like, "Well." You really want to know like I'm having a rum I'm like an Amish kid <laughs> who's left the farm and gone totally fucking buck wild. love it <laughs> I love it Meanwhile, I'm still responsible. I'm still doing all my grown up things, but like my my you know my focus really shifted to my own vitality, my own energy, my own mojo. I felt like. I had this rush of energy when I was no longer responsible for the emotional life of my husband, right, and no longer responsible for trying to keep that ship afloat.
0: So, Aaron, do your your kids are Mm twelve? Do they know about your podcast? Like, are they gonna are they gonna hear that? Like, is this gonna be news to them? No, I mean, they know
1: that I go out. Mm -hmm. They know that I have a podcast that's called Hotter Than Ever. My daughter has listened to the trailer. She now calls me Spicy. That's her nickname <laughs> for me. I love that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's great. Um, she made fun of me for it. It makes her, I think, a little uncomfortable. Okay. Um, and at the same time, both of them have said to me, Mama, we're so proud of you. Oh. We're so proud of you for doing your own thing, for taking your life into your own hands. They are relieved that we are no longer married. Um, it was hard for them.
0: And don't you think that sets like an amazing example for your children?
1: Yes, because when you see your parents living fulfilled lives, you see that a fulfilled life is possible. Yeah. When you see your parents deferring their dreams and saying all the reasons why they can't blah, 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 that's just sad for a kid.
0: Yeah, and they might not even realize it's affecting them, but right. it is affecting them.
1: Right. When they get older, they do see it. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a person who like... Talk themselves out of their dreams, yeah, you know. And I took a a concertedly more conservative path when I realized that I wanted children. Mm-hmm. Um, so for twenty years, I worked, you know, uh, in a corporate job with the direct deposit and four hundred one ks and all that right. stuff, you know. And I really put my bohemian artist self aside um, for that time in order to become a professional. In order to gain expertise, in order to be employable, um, and have a reputation mm-hmm. in my field, um, and and I still have that reputation, you know. But I'm also have added this other layer that is very revealed, very self expressed. Um, and if you don't like it, that's fine, right? And if the people that I did business with in the past wouldn't want to do business with me in the future because this is who I am now, that's also fine. I love that. But, you know, probably won't be surprising to you, Amy, that I have heard from a lot of people who I had very nice, polite, you know, kind of connected Mm -hmm. relationships within my professional life who have reached out to me and said, Girl, you are talking about all the stuff that we all need to talk about. I didn't know this was in you. I'm so glad to hear your story. It's inspiring me. You know, I need to make some changes or I have made some changes or I've tried what you're trying or I'm, you know, I mean, I've heard from so many people from a million corners of my life. um, And now we're starting to hear from strangers. I love that. You know, that somebody... It's going out there and doing all this stuff and saying it's okay to change. It's okay to evolve. It's okay to decide something is important to you that may not be what other people want to talk about, or, you know, may not may not be their path. But um, I think as like, I'm Gen X all the way, right? So we are scrappy and defiant, yep. We are DIY. yep, We are resilient, we are adaptive. We have, we're the first generation to adapt to, you know, full embracing of technology. Mm-hmm. We're the first generation to grow up with no tech and then be in this world today. Up tech, and yeah. we're all doing a really good job rolling with it. There's a reason why there's a movement around how we talk about menopause. It's because Gen X is in charge now. And I love that. we think You did a great bullshit. episode. You did a great yeah.
0: episode about menopause. Yes. Thank you. With Dr. Annika Yeah, That and was great.
1: She's, a, she's brilliant. And it, it's the first of many that I'll do because I think it's a conversation that um, it's just so taboo. Even now, we don't talk about how we change and how we age and how our bodies change.
0: And it's so and- important, like that's why I'm doing this podcast, like I'm all about having the conversations that people don't want to have and making them comfortable, yeah. because I feel like if we don't have these conversations, that's why there's so much pain in the world, because people are yes. just holding so much tight and in. Right. And
1: and they're hiding, you know, and I relate to that. I fully relate to that. I hid behind bosses. I hid behind the the fact of being married you know, I hid behind the overwhelm of, of trying to be this person who has it all. Right. And like, I don't want to be that person
0: anymore. So how often do you see your partner now? Do you call him your partner? Partner? Ew, no. Now, I, know. <laughs> I just have to say this, Aaron. As soon as those words came out of my <laughs> mouth, I was like, well, that was wrong. I shouldn't have said no. that.
1: No. So here's the story with the man I call the Marine. Um, the man you call what? The Marine. The Marine. Oh. So I only ever dated artists. I met him and I, it, I was just in a deeply like slutty phase. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. Like I didn't know if we really connected. We talked on the phone. It was nice. He had this like kind of a punky profile. It was a little bit like obnoxious. Uh-huh. And I kind of like that. I like guys with a sense of humor who are just like fucking around. But I was like, I don't really, I don't get this guy. Um, But we had a good conversation. I was like, okay, fine. I was like, I was seeing so many people. I was, it was like peak.
0: peak You were like, you were inspiring me. I've had like the worst dry spell of my life. You don't have to have
1: any dry spell.
0: We'll talk about that after you finish the story. You're going to guide me.
1: (laughs) You do not have to have any. You just have to not want a relationship. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) You know? like that's all it is like if you don't go into it with the expectation that like this might be the one like I was just like these guys are interesting they're kind of hot and like I don't know whether I want to be entangled with them in the long term but like let's see what this is like like that was really just dirty curiosity on my part like and then checking things off my sexual bucket
0: list (laughs) I love that you had a sexual, but okay, so not a literal time-
1: one, not a literal one, and I won't go into it. Oh no, I know, but I love that you have it. one. I think in my mind, I was like, well, I haven't done this, and I haven't been with this kind of guy, and I haven't, you know, this is different and attractive. Like, I don't know. Oh, he said that. Oh, um, so like,
0: <laughs> I like the sound effects that come along with all of it. Totally.
1: Yeah. Oh, and oh, and oh, oh goodness. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I went and met him for a drink. Uh, and then turns out that neither of us really drink. And I was like, in the middle of the guy con- who's being really flirty in the middle of the conversation. He turned to me and he's like, I think you want to kiss me. And I was like, this is clearly a line. And I didn't really know if I wanted to kiss him, but I was kissing everyone. So what was the difference?
0: <laughs> so well, why stop here? Why right? not exactly.
1: I so then I now. kissed him and I was like, oh, well, that's nice. And I was like, well, why don't we, um, I was like, I'm not gonna order any food and I'm not gonna get another drink. Yeah.
0: There you go. <laughs> no food. Yeah. And
1: he was like, you know, do you want to come to my house and smoke some weed and listen to music?
0: <laughs> oh,
1: <God. laughs> and it, it turns out I did want to do that. Um, and I just uh big like I was a, I loved smoking pot when I was a teenager. Yeah, me now too. I, I love it now. Like it's great. Edibles are great, very very helpful. It's a very exciting moment in the, in the, in the world, in Los Angeles um, for that stuff, especially because I don't care for alcohol. Right. And he was, I didn't know at the time, but he was like a year sober um, from alcohol. And so, yeah, we, we went back to his place and the chemistry was like, holy shit. What is this?
0: There's nothing like that. I got to say to me, when you have that chemistry, it's, unbelievable
1: it was insane and so my mom happened to be staying with us it was thanksgiving so i didn't need to get a babysitter the whole time Shoot, and I, I i saw him every night that week like i just kept going back to his house yeah. i'm like i don't know what we're doing we are so fucked like we're gonna get we're gonna keep doing it we're gonna keep doing yeah. this yeah. and i have seen him like three times a week since then and it's been almost a year wow And halfway, we started to, like, you know, we would get food and we would, like, fool around and then hang out and talk. And we started having all these deep conversations. I hadn't launched the podcast when I met him, but I was in the process of putting it Mm -hmm. together. And we just got to know each other as friends. Like, friends who were sleeping together. Like, I was like, I don't know who this guy is. He's politically conservative. He was a Marine. Like, I don't know any guys like him. But... When he let him, we both needed to go really slow. Yeah. Emotionally. (laughs) Um, But we we have very matched, um, you know, sexual appetites. And we are really compatible in that way, chemistry wise. And like, we fulfill each other in that way, which I think both of us had struggled to sort of find in our lives. Um, and, And then we just started to fall in love oh Um, wait back up back um, up that wasn't supposed to happen that was not supposed to happen no and i keep being like i'm a mom like i'm a mom and i have twins and i he doesn't want kids he doesn't want my kids like he doesn't want to move in he doesn't like what do i need any of that for have your kids met him oh that's so interesting that you asked the timing (laughs) is so interesting um, He picked me up, me and a friend, my girlfriend who's staying with me to take us to a concert uh, yesterday and um, yesterday.
0: He met them yesterday?
1: Well, he sort of like waved. He and my daughter like waved at each other because she saw him come pick me up. She saw me give him a kiss. And then she was she knew, she kind of knew that I was dating somebody. But, like, I'm not going to drive those conversations, right? She can ask me whatever – or my son. They can ask me whatever they want to ask me. But I'm not going to assert anything to them Mm -hmm. because I don't want to make them uncomfortable. And they're already dealing with their parents being divorced and their dad dating. And, like, that's all messy. And I just want to be the the grown-up for them, you know? Are Um, they meeting
0: the dad's girlfriends?
1: Our agreement is no. Our mm. agreement is no meeting anybody um, unless it's really serious. Right. And so, you know, the Marine and I will figure it out. Like I love that you the Marine. <laughs> the Marine and I. That's how he stays anonymous. He likes it when I talk about him on the podcast. Oh, well, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's very confident
0: because um, that's like having been the person because I've never been married. So at this point in my life, I'm usually the one who's dating someone who's divorced right. and has kids. And it becomes tricky on my side because if they don't want me to meet their children, it's just
1: timing, right? It's, timing. it's like, it is, I guess what I'll say is like, I'm crazy about this guy.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and now we've admitted that we're crazy about each other, that we love each other. And that we'll figure it out. Yeah, I get in my head about it. I get super uptight about it. I get freaked out about it. He can handle it. He's like he was looking for a hot mom, because he, he was looking for a hot mom. Was he was he looking for a hot mom. mom because the women his age really wanted to Have marry kids. him and get a bunch of babies real yeah. quick because they were like in their mid to late thirties. Yeah, and he was like, "Fuck this! It's too much pressure." he's divorced. They just didn't have kids. And he had made a decision for himself. Well, he had made a decision. He wasn't going to date this year. Oh, oops, totally there is up. that. But he, he had made a decision that he probably, the kids were not in the cards for him. And everyone says to him, Oh, you'd be an amazing dad. You'd be an amazing dad. And he's like, I get it. I know I would. He's like, but I've worked really hard to get to where I am in life. And I'm going to fucking enjoy it. Life is short.
0: I love that. I love that he's a man who knows what he wants. And that in itself, Aaron is so hot.
1: So hot. I mean, so
0: I have a different question for you because we're going to that feeling. You get that incredible feeling when you see him. When I was listening to another one of your episodes. Yeah. And the uh, I can't remember her name, but she talked about butterflies. I always thought butterflies were a great sign. Like I would be like, oh my God, I have so many butterflies right. when I see this person. And am I correct that this woman came in your pot and she was talking about butterflies or not?
1: Well, okay. So who you're talking about is Bella Gandhi and she started the Smart Dating Academy. So okay. what she does is she helps people get married. So people come to her and they pay her, you know, her high, what I assume are high fees for very high touch
0: mm-hmm.
1: coaching through the online dating world. And she holds people accountable to what they said they wanted, which is, long-term partnership, marriage, commitment, whatever it is that they said they wanted. Right. And I think you can get very, I, I love butterflies. I was living in the world of that butterflies, do I. but in terms of as an indicator for who's gonna be the right match for you to build a life with, maybe not. Right. Maybe not, but since my path has been so unconventional, uh, you know, it was butterflies are great for me. You know, that's how I feel. I mm-hmm.
0: love, like, I love that feeling. It makes me feel incredibly alive. Yes.
1: Yes, sure. And I'm not, I don't think she was saying, don't enjoy yourself. Don't mm-hmm. feel lit up. Don't get excited. But I do think um, there's a difference between that and like the slow burn of something very deep from the, be- you know, that can become deeper from the beginning. And she always encourages people to give, uh, the person a chance and have, I mean, she also said wait till the 15th date to sleep with someone. Did you so say I'm 15th? Like, I guess, yeah. I guess you
0: didn't listen to her on that well, one. <laughs> I'm disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> uh, disqualified. I did
1: not follow her rules in any universe. I don't think um, I have
0: to be honest. I don't think I've ever waited till the 15th.
1: No, but I became totally okay with the first date yeah. because, because of what I was doing, I was like, well, let's get to the thing we're both here for.
0: When you were younger, had you slept with more than one person at the same time? No. Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> saying, God, though, Amy. Never. No, I was not. Also, because I wouldn't have been prepared to be honest. I mean, that's the amazing thing about this is that I would meet people and be like, yeah, so I have a couple different people I see, you know, like, hope that's okay with you. Like, it seems
0: like- that men really responded to your honesty
1: they did they really did they found it refreshing they actually didn't necessarily even comment on it they just took it at face value and i think they were relieved Mm -hmm. i wasn't playing any games i wasn't trying to get anything that i wasn't clearly trying to get right like yeah and also like i developed friendships with a bunch of these guys whose life circumstances were, especially the ones I could relate to the most, the divorced ones with kids,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: trying to navigate it. But, you know, I didn't end up falling for any of those guys. Um, I'm not that i not saying for the
0: Marine. What would you say to women over 50 who are, are just getting divorced? Or would you have any thoughts or- Yeah, what do you want?
1: What do you want? And don't tell me that you don't want something just because you're scared of it. Like admit what you're scared of and then make a decision, you know, whether in your one and only life, you're going to let yourself stay scared because you don't want to get hurt. Or maybe there are things that are worse than getting hurt.
0: I love that you said your one and only life. I think of that more and more and more,
1: right? Yeah. The sooner we start thinking about life that way, the better off we are.
0: The better off we are. The so, more
1: honest our decisions are.
0: Absolutely. So, I this is amazing. I could talk to you for a very, I know very long time. We've been just blah 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 for blah, so blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, But we have these exit questions that okay, we great. ask at the end of the show. An exit so questionnaire. Here's the deal I like with it. The exit questions. We they're, they're fast. Okay. Meaning I well, you you studied Meisner. I'm gonna take you back to Meisner. So it's okay. just like impulse, instinct, right? Yep. So so there's not like a ton, a ton of thought. So the first question is what does true intimacy look like to you? It's
1: being willing to show up messy.
0: Why do you think we are so obsessed with sex?
1: Because it feels so fucking good. I love oxytocin is why we're so obsessed with sex. Mm-hmm.
0: What's something in your after that you're still working on?
1: I'm working on how I'm going to make money because <laughs> I blew up my career too. I got laid off and then I decided not to go looking for another job. And I started the podcast and a business behind it. And I'm looking to figure out, you know, what are the media products and physical products that I can make that celebrate vitality, joy and fun for women over 40? And you know, there's a huge range of things that that could be. Um, the podcast is the first product. I will probably write a book. Um, and and then talking about a short film series, talking about a stand-up tour, um, talking about a line of edibles. like there's a lot of things great. <laughs> I'd like to do under the hotter than ever brand, but that's part of an after. I don't, I don't know how to do any of that. And Mm -hmm. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to, to work on that.
0: What is something people would be shocked to learn about what you went through?
1: How much I was pretending. How much you what? It's how much I was pretending to be happy. How much Do you think people
0: bought it? Erin, do you think people bought it? No. no, don't?
1: No. In fact, people tell you the truth once you're divorced, right? So, I mean, I ran into a friend of a friend, and she said to me every time we would see each other at our mutual friend's Christmas party, she, and I would bring my ex, she would look at me and go,
0: mm, poor girl. Erin's yeah. shaking her head because because it's a podcast since no one can it's see. It's fucking
1: sad. <laughs> it's sad that other people can see it, but when you're married, no one says anything. Cause they know you're in it, right? Nothing. They say, the only thing that will happen is you alienate yourself from your if you say something. who you just told the truth to. And I've had friends say to me, I didn't say anything cause I wanted to be here for you on the other side.
0: What is the one thing you'd say to someone going through what you did?
1: Get a Hitachi.
0: What'd you say? <laughs> Get a Hitachi.
1: Just like the sort of world-class standard vibrator.
0: Oh, I was like a what? i was like get a." first i thought you said get a hibachi i was like no don't get a hibachi hibachi? (laughs) no
1: yeah yes stay in touch with your own pleasure just because you don't have it with somebody else doesn't mean you can't have it
0: Aaron, it is just such an unbelievable joy talking to you it's like first of all we're both fellow new yorkers who moved to los angeles Mm -hmm. it's yeah
1: Yeah, it was a real treat to be here. Thank you so much, Amy.
0: So great to talk to you. And I will post, uh, we will post your podcast and all the information of how people can reach you and get a hold of you. Amazing.
1: At hotter than ever pod on Instagram. um, At Aaron D. Keating on Instagram. Uh,
0: And you're number three on self-improvement on Apple now, right? Well,
1: I I was, I was, you know, you go up and down on that chart. Um, but yeah, the podcast is doing really well. People are finding it, and um that's that's what I hope for. you know it's a, it's a great podcast to be able to connect
0: It's a really yeah. good it's a really good podcast. thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank you, you so much. Thanks for having me, Amy. You're so welcome. Sex After is hosted by me, Amy Marks, and it's produced by Chris DeRosa. If you enjoy the show, I'd love to hear from you. DM me on Instagram at amymarks and sex after Podcast. or send me a message on my website at amymarks.com. And please follow, rate, and review the show and help us spread the word. Until next time.